welcome back to the Showing Up As Her podcast with me, Georgia Ray. Today's guest is the lovely Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Hi. <laughs> How are you today? Yeah, good. Very tired, but yeah, now I'm good. Oh, that's good. So I brought you on. I mean, we've worked together um, over the past few months, and I can't believe this is the first time that we're actually face-to-face seeing each other. I know, it's <laughs> mental, eh? Time just flies by. But I really wanted to get you on this podcast to talk a bit about business, how you got into it, and also to go more into LinkedIn, because I feel like LinkedIn is a platform that a lot of people don't realise how good it is. I feel like in the beginning, yeah. LinkedIn was very businessy, like you had to be some sort of business person to be on it. So I think it'd be really important to talk about how much that platform has changed. But first, let's talk mm-hmm. about you. How did you get into your business? How did you start it? Yeah, so I sort of fell into it. So I wasn't having any luck with sort of like finding jobs. A little bit of backstory. I graduated in 2020, um, obviously with the pandemic, and I sort of really struggled to find jobs, um, wasn't having much luck at all. So I kind of turned to Instagram to promote myself um, and my knowledge. And from there, it just sort of grew and grew, really. Um, it ended up becoming, you know, like a, a business and yeah, it just it just kind of took off, but I really sort of fell into it and didn't expect it to become what it's become today. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's been a good journey. It's a lot of learning and a lot of mistakes and things like that, but it's it's great. I'm enjoying it. It's amazing how many people I talk to and are like, I just fell into this. I'm like that. Mm. It's amazing yeah. how like you can just fall into it and now you've got like a full blown business that you know you're living your yeah. life. Yeah, it's mad. I feel like a lot of freelancers have uh, like fell into their sort of roles and things like that. It's quite common. So, but no, it's um, it's interesting, really interesting. So, did you always want to do the kind of like social media marketing side of things? Is that what you studied at uni? Yeah. So my degree was quite like varied. So we didn't. Um, it wasn't really like a specialist degree. It was very like a lot of the modules were very very different. So some modules would be like film based. Other modules would be like marketing and things like that so it was very kind of a varied degree but in my final year I kind of realized that social media marketing was like the specialism I wanted to go into so I kind of you know just prioritize getting as much experience as possible in that that industry and just seeing where it took me really yeah I love that like it just goes to show anything can happen I feel like during lockdown was a great time to kind of get into Mm, that it was like definitely time so many people started their businesses then and I'm like why did I not do that? I was out every day for like two hours just going for walks in the sunshine and just glad <laughs> that I wasn't working. I did a lot of that as well, a lot of that. But I feel like, well, people say that the best time to start a business is like in a recession. I don't know if that's true or not. I, it definitely was for me. Like, you know, I had a lot of free time to be able to invest into it. So although it was a really difficult time, it was also, you know, like a bit of a blessing as well. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think, especially for, for me, I was furloughed and I just I mm. took it as a holiday because I hated my job that much that being away yeah. from it and still getting paid, I was like, I can just relax. My mental health was better. My fitness was great. And I just like, I enjoyed my life for the, you know, four or five months that I didn't have yeah. to work and be in a horrible office environment. Yeah, no, it's no, it was good for some things and other things. It was obviously difficult. But yeah, I think a lot of people did kind of, you know, find themselves in the mm-hmm. sort of solitude stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So when it comes to LinkedIn, when did you first discover the platform and 
what made you want to use it to kind of promote yourself? So I always knew about LinkedIn. I mean, it was something that I always kind of knew about. And I think at uni, we was really, really pushed into using it. Um, Always was being told like how to use it and things like that. And we had like workshops and stuff. So I feel like at uni, I kind of, you know, I'd set my profile up. I was doing a little bit here and there, but I just found it really boring and really stuffy. And I just wasn't really sure what to post. And it just, when I did start posting, it wasn't very interesting and and stuff like that. And I feel like since then it's really come a long way, but I'd say I really started taking it seriously, probably like 2020. I think I posted something about getting rejected by a job and like someone giving me feedback. And I don't know, it just really took off. I kind of saw it as in like a platform to sort of like share your life as like a little diary kind of thing, but it was weird. Like, I feel like it's come such a long way. And the way I use it now is like so much more different than, you know, back then when I was at uni. So what's the difference between like when you were on it in 2020 and like compared to now, the kind of demographic of it? Because I remember when I, I went on it, must have been it must have been 2020. Mum said to me, join LinkedIn when I was leaving my job. Mm. And I was like, OK, but I joined. I had no clue. I just had in my head that it was really businessy folk. You couldn't talk about yeah. personal things. You couldn't talk about life like it had to be full on business. Yeah. So I feel like back in 2020, it was still quite stuffy. Like there was a lot of older generation on there. And I remember we had a few talks with people Um like they come into uni and like spoke to us about like their career journey and they're all quite significantly older than us and even getting told about like networking stuff it just felt very boring and like a chore whereas I feel like now there's a lot of like younger voices and you know people sharing their experiences and I feel like it's just become a little bit more diverse whereas back a few years ago it was more older generation were using it and just felt a little bit more stuffy and a little bit more I don't know just wasn't as fun really no, it was very like strict in a way, and I felt like yeah, with... restricted as well. Yeah, because you you posted something and somebody had something to say about it, and they were like, "This shouldn't be on LinkedIn," and it's like, well, mm. it's a platform where you know when you're running a business, it's also part of your life as well. So if you're sharing things that yeah. relate to your business that happen in your life, and you know just what's going on, like I feel like that makes people trust you more, and that's how you get clients mm. is people trust you and they buy into you. Yeah, exactly. And you, and I feel like at the moment, there's such a big boom with that, like people injecting like personality into their, you know, their brand and, you know, talking about their experiences as like a founder and stuff. So it's exciting, really. It's interesting. It's a lot more interesting than it used to be. So yeah, no, it does. And I'll, you know what? I love going on LinkedIn and there's just everything that you scroll through. is just so different. Yeah. There's so yeah, much so to learn. Different. I go on mm. and I'm like, oh, yeah. I've learned something new today just by scrolling yeah. through LinkedIn. Yeah, no, I do like it. It's good. It's a good platform. Yeah. So what top tips would you have for somebody who's maybe never used LinkedIn before and wants to kind of get into it? So I'd say the first thing is obviously set up your profile. I think getting really clear on having a really optimised profile is key because the amount of LinkedIn profiles I see and they're just so bland and they look the same as everyone else's and I feel like a lot of people don't inject their personality into it so I'd say that like just making sure that your profile is really optimized you know you're talking about what you do and things like that and then obviously if you want to be someone that wants to be known for their personal brand I'd recommend thinking of like three topics that you want to be known for 
So mine is freelancing, marketing, and then like graduation slash like career tips and things like that. So I think getting really clear on what you want to be known for and then kind of creating content from there. I'd say they're the, probably like the two tips I'd recommend to sort of like get started really. So it's kind of like the content pillars that you would have for Instagram, yeah. for example, but more for LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. I could go on about it all day. Like, There's so many different tips for like getting the most out of LinkedIn. And yeah, no, it's, it's a lot to learn. There's <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. Good. So yeah, I'd say that if you're getting started. And then obviously, like if you want to start posting and things like to have a consistent schedule, they recommend to post like th- between three to five times a week. Okay. So just like having that consistent schedule and making sure that you're putting out content that's, you know, addresses one of the free content pillars and that has a purpose. So whether it's educational, entertaining, inspiring, you know, think about that reason. Like, why are you? Why are you posting on LinkedIn? You know, I'm going back to that. Why? What else would I say? Also to engage. Engaging is huge. You know, I feel like LinkedIn really pushes like conversations, like meaningful connections with people. So I definitely say that's an important one as well. When it comes to posts, I'm always confused by this because I get told that always put a picture with your post. But what is the actual Mm. difference between putting a picture with your post and not having a picture? Like, is should you put a picture? Does that make it go better? I mean, I've tested it out and over the summer I was posting a lot with pictures Mm -hmm. and while I was getting like a lot of you know engagement on my posts one thing that I was really noticing is people were following me and commenting on my posts for the wrong reasons yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of men on LinkedIn a lot of strange men and I just find that sharing a picture it attracts the wrong kind of attention mm-hmm. and while obviously you're going to be getting a lot of engagement from that they're not your dream clients weird pervy men are not your dream clients it's the wrong so engagement. I just think yeah so I feel like it's one of them ones where if you decide to do that great and it works for you great but it's still one of them things I'm a little bit unsure about um also as well I feel like it's a lot of pressure to make yourself look nice and presentable I don't know it's just I'm no, trying at the moment to not so mm-hmm. yeah but I guess it's just what works for you really yeah no I always put a picture but like I never take any pictures so I'm scrolling through my favorites and I'm like I haven't used this one yeah. or, like I haven't used this one because I'm like I can't be I was just taking a photo yeah. when I look a mess yeah. but I totally agree with and, you like, my not very, what you yeah my pictures are not like exactly what I want on LinkedIn either like they've got like a cocktail in hand or they're just yeah. not like really LinkedIn presentable so I'm just a bit like it's just effort taking pictures that are like professional and stuff so it really but yeah is. and it's a pair of men like that sometimes puts me off LinkedIn because you go on and it's just like really like this is meant to yeah, be business why are you commenting yeah. that you don't get that on Instagram really no you don't I've never come a, a platform like it that is you know that is one of the downsides to LinkedIn LinkedIn there's so much spam and there's so many mm-hmm. odd yeah I don't know I don't know how they've not yeah. sorted it out because you get these pervy messages as well and it's just like mm. go away and by the way guys like we're not putting you off LinkedIn like you can just ignore all that <laughs> shit but it's just letting you know what can happen there is strange people yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and to be careful as well I think safety is a big thing as well like not putting your phone number that's something that I know a lot of women have had where they've put their number on LinkedIn and have had 
text messages and stuff like that. So maybe keep your personal number, you know, off your LinkedIn. I don't have it on there. I don't really like the idea of Mm -hmm. someone messaging me. So yeah, just something to be mindful of, I think. Yeah, location as well. I didn't realise, see, like for me, I live in a small town, right? So, Mm. you know, Manchester's a city and like where I live, it's a small town. So you could put Manchester, you could be anywhere in Manchester, but where I live, there's like 5,000 people here. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. You've got to be so careful, like, so careful. Yeah, that's scary because you get Mm. some people that's just like, "Mm." But that's yeah. like across all platforms. Like, make sure you're staying yeah, safe. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. No, I. You know what? I love LinkedIn, and you know, my problem is being consistent. I struggle yeah. to think of enough content. Like, do you have any advice for that? Like, I just feel like I don't have enough content that comes into my head to create to be consistent. Yeah. So I'm literally facing this right now. So I'm creating all my content for December. And honestly, like I'll block out an afternoon to like write everything up. And I just really struggle. I think for me, like I struggle with sounding cringy. And like, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of people on my LinkedIn from like school, uni, like friends. And I don't know, it's like constant battle of wanting to like promote myself, but then also sounding really cringe or sounding really fake and things like that. So yeah. honestly, like I think if you're creating content, the easiest thing to do is just literally block out an afternoon and just spend that entire afternoon doing one thing which is you know writing don't do a little bit of LinkedIn and then you know do a little bit of something else make sure that you're really in that like deep focus mode to just smash Mm -hmm. it all out with that being said it obviously is still quite difficult to you know just have things pop into your head but what I like to do is sort of like cross promote content and like repurpose stuff so what I do is I go on to like my best performing Instagram posts and then have a look at what I've written and then turn that into a LinkedIn post, but just like rephrase it and make it suitable for, you know, LinkedIn. And I find that really helps if you're like limited on time or struggling for ideas. So I'd definitely say that's a good place to start, you know, if you're wanting to be more consistent and stuff. Yeah, no, that's a good idea because, you know, three to five posts a week, like that's a lot to try and think of. And if you're thinking you're doing that four weeks, that's 20 things like that's a lot to yeah. try and think of for a month so no repurposing yeah. is good I started to do that for a bit and I was like whatever kind of post on Instagram I'd post on LinkedIn and I've actually I've yeah. got did you ever see my post about the the pulling out thing with the men no oh no so I put a post <laughs> that I've not put it on LinkedIn yet I've scheduled it for Friday and I'm scared yeah because you know what LinkedIn folk are like so my post is, if men can be confident in pulling out, then you can be confident in your business. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. I like it. It's controversial, but I like it. Isn't it? it? <laughs> so I put it on Instagram because I was like, that's a safer space. And I was like, I don't know if I want to put it on LinkedIn. And I went, you know what? That's not very confident of me not putting up on LinkedIn. No. So I've scheduled exactly. it for Friday. So, <laughs> Oh, no. You have to tell me when you post it and I'll give it a little like <laughs> yeah uh, but you know what if people have something to say then that's more engagement so exactly sometimes it's good to be spoken about you know what I mean it means you're doing something right yeah so. I'm just waiting for the snowflakes to come in though yeah I bet that it's a joke I'm like it's a joke by the way <laughs> <laughs> oh no I'm sure it'll be fine a little so. bit of scandal yeah exactly like that's that's what's great about LinkedIn is 
you get to have those conversations compared to Instagram you know like you said like yeah. LinkedIn kind of it makes you want to have those conversations it pushes it out further and I love that because there is so many controversial opinions on LinkedIn but it doesn't end yeah. up in like fights or anything it's like oh I understand your point of view and it's like oh I understand your point of view yeah that's a good thing I think with LinkedIn obviously it is a professional platform so whenever there is that kind of like well I disagree with this it's still kept quite professional because at the end of the day like people's not that their jobs are at stake but your job's on your profile you know what I mean like you need to yeah. be careful about what you're saying and stuff so what's the most controversial thing that you've seen on LinkedIn so far controversial thing that's interesting I haven't really I don't know I think there's things that I see that I'm a bit like oh I wouldn't have posted that yeah like I wouldn't have really posted that I wouldn't really want to be known for that but mm-hmm. I guess everyone's different and everyone's got different goals and reasons for being on the platform you know what I mean yeah. like and different ways to market people, themselves yeah exactly I feel like a lot of people with like personal branding agencies they're very much quite bold in their approach and what they talk about mm-hmm. whereas I feel like for me like I kind of want to keep it on the line of like talking about social media you know the results I get and stuff like that and there's been a few times where I've written up posts and thought I don't really want to be known for that. And if my ideal client's reading that, I'm not really sure if that's going to go down well. So yeah, I think that's why to sort of just have your pillars in mind and be really mindful about, you know, what it is that you want to be known for. Mm-hmm. And the way you, like, you speak tone of voice is very important when it comes to like your business yeah. as well. Because that's what you're known for, like kind of how you speak, because that's how you're showing up every single day. Mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's so just important to be mindful, really, I think. Yeah. So what about three things not to do on LinkedIn then? Three things not to do. I'd say the first one will probably link to what I've just said. Like, don't just post willy nilly. Be like really mindful about what it is that you want to be known for. You know, mm-hmm. don't post anything too personal. I find that sometimes people post things and I think there was really no need to, you know, upload that. Like, what's that got to do with what you do? I'd say that's the first one. The second one, probably... I don't know I think it just revolves back to like being really careful about what it is that you want to be known for having those goals in mind you know Mm -hmm. not just posting because like for the sake of it you know it's better to post you know once a week something that's really really good than post you know five times a week yeah post intentionally yeah exactly like post with intent post stuff that's you know quality over quantity yeah and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so yeah, I just think linking back to being mindful and getting really clear about, you know, what it is that you want to be known for at the end of the day. Totally agree. Because that's the thing, if you're just posting anything, people aren't going to be interested. They're not going to engage with you because they're like, she just talks shit, <laughs> literally. I think you can tell as well. I think you can tell when something's not been written out very thoughtfully or, you know, when something's been rushed. So mm-hmm. I think just take your time of it, really. Yeah. So you've been in your business, what, two years now? Is it two years? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, since April 2020, yeah. Oh, so what mistakes have you made in your business that you've learned from that you think will help other people that might be going through the same thing? I think the mistakes that I've made has been taking every single client that has come my way. That was a really, really big mistake. I don't know, I just assumed that when you first started out as a freelancer, like you just took any client that come your way, you know, mm-hmm. someone messaged and they wanted to work for you. That's a great sign, you know, take that, like, accept it. It's only been recently that I've really sort of realised that, you know, it's just going to have a, a negative impact on your business. 
But while I'd say that was like a massive mistake that I've made, I'm glad that I've made it because mm-hmm. I now know my ideal client, the people I don't want to work with, the people I do want to work with. And I can sort of spot those red flags quite early on now. Whereas at the start, like I, I didn't really know what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like I was just taking on anyone to sort of build up my portfolio, get that experience. But now, like as I've sort of grown and got myself more of a reputation, I want to be working with people that like quality clients that actually care about their business and want to see growth and, you know, are not all about vanity metrics and want fast results in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing that was a massive mistake for me, like not getting clear on who I wanted to work with. Yeah, I'd probably say that's the biggest, biggest mistake, really. I think that's a really good point because when you start your business, and especially, you know, if you start your business in a group coaching program or something, you're around all these other people and, you know, you've seen other people get clients. And then when you get a yeah. client, you're like, it's that validation you need to be like I've got a client like oh my god it might not be an yeah. ideal client it might be a shitty client that treats you horribly but you're like I've got a client yeah. and they're paying me money and you know once you've been in the business for a while you like you say you do learn you're like no I don't yeah. want to work with you because you're just going to make my life live in hell you'd rather have a nice yeah. business where your mental health is intact not feeling drained with working with ideal yeah. clients who actually see the value in you yeah exactly and I always used to think that I always used to think like crappy clients like I'm sure like they can't be that bad you know as long as you're earning Mm -hmm. um, you're getting experience but honestly the wrong client will absolutely drain you and will literally ruin your life so yeah it's something to be very mindful of you're like (laughs) take the money back I just don't want to see you again (laughs) yeah literally literally that is it so that is something that is just so important to bear in mind like in any business like whether you're a freelancer or whatever you know sometimes some people just not worth it you know yeah and I would say another thing to add to that like with you know being desperate to have clients and it's something I've done is don't swap your services or be careful with it Mm -hmm. because I remember when I first started that there was this coach that I really liked her so we swapped services I got fuck all from her <laughs> and I was doing all this for no. her and it was like a good two months and because I was naive like I just wanted my first client she kept saying she was going to pay me and it just never happened and she was making me all these oh, promises no. you know as a VA she was oh I want you to like lead a team of VAs under me all that blah 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 and I was like oh, this sounds God. great and yeah it got to the point I was like no you can either pay me like from today or I'm not doing anything for you. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, okay. (laughs) That's the thing. I feel like sometimes like we've got to have these experiences to learn. Yeah. And I feel like everyone that started up a business has had that difficult experience where they look back and they're like, why did I do that? Hindsight's a wonderful thing. And back then, like you're just starting out, you don't know, you don't know any better, but it's just to learn from it really. It is funny when you look back and you're just like, what were you thinking? <laughs> like, yeah. why? Yeah, you get so embarrassed and you're like, why did I do that? And it's I all a learning. Like, yeah, and all that energy you put into people like that could have been conserved and attracted in, you know, an ideal client. Exactly. exactly. But we live and we learn, so. Yeah. It is, it's, it's an interesting journey being, uh, being self-employed, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It really is. Forever learning. So for people that um, maybe want to start a business as a social media marketing, what kind of advice would you give to them like starting out? Because I know a lot of people, 
they struggle, you know, they don't really know what to do or where to go with their business in the beginning. So for anyone starting out, I'd honestly just say absorb as much information as you can. That's literally what I did. Like I just threw myself in at the deep end. Like looking back, I really did not have any systems in place. I did not know what I was doing. Like I thought I knew everything when I didn't. It was just a process of learning along the way. And I feel like there's only so much preparation and so much planning you can do. Mm-hmm. And it gets to a point where you just have to throw yourself in at the deep end. So honestly, I'd just say like absorb as much information as you can. See what other people are doing. If there's someone that really inspires you and you want to be just like them, why not reach out to them? You know, be polite, send them a message and just say, I'm really inspired by what you do. Like, are we able to have like a 10 minute chat, 15 minute coffee chat and just make those connections? Because I feel like at the beginning, I was so into like absorbing information and connecting with other people on Instagram and making those connections that now I'm at a point where, you know, someone will refer a client to me and stuff like that. So I just say, just, just throw yourself into it. You know what I mean? And don't focus on like thinking you have to have everything perfect before you start getting those clients, because a lot of it is a learning curve. A lot of it you do sort of learn along the way, really. Yeah. I think it's really important, like you said, to build connections. I feel like a lot of VAs will go straight in and message you trying to sell their services. But if they turned around and went to you, look, you really inspire me. Like, I want to learn more from you or more about you, blah, blah, blah. Then you'd be like, oh, my God, like, of course, you know, let's have, you know, a 15-minute, 30-minute call, chat about things. And you never know in the future you might have them as a client or them Mm. as you because you've built that connection up with them, that relationship, and it's not just been straight selling. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that works for everything, really. Like, Mm -hmm. I've had DMs before where people have actually taken the time to use my name and, you know, Mm -hmm. say what it is that they're inspired by and that, you know, just just get a little bit personal. Whereas I've had other people that have literally just messaged going, can I get advice on social media? And those kind of messages I often find myself getting annoyed at because I'm like, it's rude. It's so direct. It's so direct. I'm like, it doesn't take time to just be a little bit more personal you know ask someone how they're doing and you know create a little bit of a connection yeah I find messages like that can I just for me personally I find them quite rude because you could easily if if you've never spoken to the person before it's not hard to be like hey Olivia I'm struggling a wee bit can I get some advice then you'd be like oh like of course but can I get some advice like who are you (laughs) I just uh, yeah it really winds me up I'm like yeah me too yeah I just end up ignoring them because I'm like see if you put hey I'm just like you would have had a totally different response but I feel like if you're going into the world of social media and dealing with clients and dealing with like the people that your clients work with then you need to have that sort of yeah that communication skills and and be able to you know do that because that's a big part communication is huge is especially online communication and like your online presence and yeah it's just it's huge it is really huge no it is yeah well I've absolutely loved having you on the podcast today oh thank you for having me I feel like we've like spoke about it so much it's been nice to sort of just talk about things and I think working like because we both work remote you know we're often in a position where we don't get to talk to many people and stuff so it's nice yeah that's why I liked doing the podcast because you get to speak to like other people who are business owners too and just connect and stuff like that it's good nice lovely no but thank you for having me it's been um, it's been nice (laughs) 
Do you have any services or an offer that you want to talk about? So at the moment, I'm actually putting uh, pause on my um, sort of client work. I'm actually going um, traveling in January for Ooh, a few months. So, too. Uh, so we got, I'm going to Southeast Asia. So ah. we're doing a little bit of traveling. But yeah, so I'm sort of putting a pause on any client work um, mm. just for a couple of months just to rest, recharge, kind of get a little bit more perspective on what what direction I want to go but I'm still available for like my one-to-one sessions which I do with um, business owners and freelancers and I've also got my freelancing ebook which like helps people get into freelancing and helps people with the main sort of struggles that people face when yeah starting out as self-employed. I'm so excited for you going traveling that's what I want to do next (laughs) year I'm looking at April that I want to go to Thailand and stuff so That'd be so nice. Yeah, it'd be so good. I kind of like paused before I said it, but I've yeah, told my manager and everyone now. So yeah. Oh people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah. that'd be amazing. That's I mean it's so soon. It's literally like a month away. I know, I know. It's literally like not not long at all. Not long no. at all. I can't wait. Better get packing. <laughs> I know, I know. Get preparing. So yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> oh, that sounds fab. Well, again, thank you for coming on. And yeah, it's okay. been a great podcast. And I hope, you know, people who are wanting to get into LinkedIn, I hope this helps you. And um, we didn't scare you off too much with the creepy men, but it's all right. They're, they're not too bad. <laughs> but yeah, if you want any advice, you know, feel free to reach out to us nicely, of course. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, in our names would be a great star. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for listening. I'll see you later. Bye. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah.